Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Drew Shelley, one of the pastors here. It is our hope and prayer that the message you hear today will help you connect deeply with the love of God we know in Jesus. Also, we'd love to connect with you so that we can share life and faith together. If you'd like more information about this church family, or if you want us to contact you, you can visit our website, fumcm.org, or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at FUMC Borough. If you're looking for a place to belong, we have that place for you in one of our classes or small groups, as a part of one of our mission teams, or in either our modern or traditional worship services, which both meet at 1015 on Sunday mornings. First United Methodist Church is a warm and welcoming community of people committed to the idea of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know Him, love Him, and serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. We hope this week's message helps you in your own personal journey towards knowing, loving, and serving Jesus in your life. Our gospel lesson this morning is from Luke's gospel, the second chapter, the 8th through the 20th verses. Let us hear the word of God. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It strikes me that... uh, We are not too far away from these shepherds on the hillside outside of Bethlehem. We gather here today, shepherds of a different sort, herding people, prophets, business, life, family, children to ball practice and recitals, parents to doctor visits, grandchildren to school, husbands and wives to the marriage counselor, and then to Walmart for the weekly run, we know how this works, don't we? 
we know about these routines. We are shepherds who are busy, so busy with the routines of life. The routines which give form to life, but which also sometimes zap away the life which they form. So it is on the hillsides of our lives while we keep watch over our flocks deep in the night. An angel comes and says to us, Do not be afraid, for I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. We wonder, how did those shepherds hear that message? How do we hear this message today? Isn't it a little presumptuous for us to think, for the angel to think, that we need a Savior? I don't remember the shepherds asking for a Savior. What if we like everything how it is? We might like being shepherds living under the thumb of an oppressive empire whose only rule is get all you can while you can. We might like that. Maybe we've made peace with a realistic view of life. Maybe we don't want a Savior. I'm doing pretty good here by myself. We've got food on the table, sheets on the bed, clothes on the children, and two weeks of paid vacation. What more could we want? What more could we need? What do we need to be saved from? To you is born a Savior. Really? Really? It was good, good news for these shepherds. They've been looking for a Savior for a very long time, for Messiah, for a Deliverer. We, I think, have compressed the idea of a Savior into a very one-dimensional thing in our day and time. We have imagined a Savior whose purpose is just to save us from our sins and keep us out of hell, to make us into decent people. And sure, that's, that's part of it. Absolutely, that's part of it. But for these first-century shepherds, it was so much more than that. You see, they saw themselves as children of God who were hearing that the promise of God with us had finally become real to them and to the whole world. We really are not too far away from these shepherds, are we? When these angels came, the shepherds found themselves caught up in the story of God's love made real in the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. You could touch it. You could hold it. You could feel it. You could listen to it cry. These shepherds then became the preachers. They went with haste to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place. And when they got there and saw the child just as promised, they became the first Christian preachers they made known to all everything that had been said to them about this child. The same thing happens to us too, doesn't it? When God becomes real to us in any of the thousands of ways that it happens, when a friend moves a mountain for us, when a co-worker listens to the little breakdown we've been needing to have for over a month, <laughs> When a spouse remembers the anniversary of a grandmother's death, when a 
when a stranger does something unbelievably kind for us, when a teacher believes in our child, even though he really is difficult, stubborn, and just a little bit lazy, when God reaches down into our lives through the love of another human being, the Savior, the Savior is born again into our hearts. If we look ever so carefully in those moments of life when goodness flows from out of nowhere, we find ourselves at Bethlehem peering over into the manger crib of the Christ child, God with us, wrapped in the crumpled brown paper of ordinary life. And we all become the preachers, don't we? Making known to the world all that has been told us about this child. We realize that though maybe we didn't know it at first, we did. We did need a Savior so that we too could be caught up into God's story of love being poured out on all people, all people everywhere. With this birth, God changes the entire course of human history because God changes you and God changes me into people whose trips to Walmart and the car rider line and marriage counseling, into people whose everyday routines are suddenly filled to overflowing with God's perfect love, which is bringing the world back to life one heart at a time. But what do we do with that? What happens next after that? The shepherds show us. You see, the shepherds had to go back to work, just like we do. But they were forever changed by what they saw and what they heard. They returned, it says, glorifying and praising God. They were filled with joy. Joy. And it all started with those angelic words, do not be afraid. Sometimes I... I think we get afraid of joy. We live in a world where nearly everything we hear falls into the category of too good to be true. Smoke and mirrors surround us at all times and we struggle so much to see what is real in this world, to just see what it is. What if this good news of great joy is not as real as we had hoped? Perhaps we should hold back a little bit Keep that joy under wraps until we know for sure. The angel says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. We wonder what is our fear really about. Could it be that deep down we feel like we're not good enough for this joy to be true for us? Could it be that we just can't believe that God would ever use us that God really does love us this much? Could it be that we just have a hard time believing that? And so we tremble with fear in those moments when God begins to speak life into our greatest hopes. We wonder what if we are mishearing? What if people think we're crazy? What if 
It's a hard work that will change the shape of our family for generations. What if it will cost us everything? What if it's just not as true as we think it is? What if it just doesn't turn out like we think that it ought to turn out? Will our joy not fall flat on its face and betray the truth of our unworthiness? And then what if we just can't feel joy anymore? The angel says again, do not be afraid. God really has come to be with you, to love you, to live with you, to sustain you, to save you, so that we may love each other and all the world. In this place where our greatest fears are met with God's greatest love, we find our Savior bringing our salvation which is, you know what it is, peace with God, peace with each other, and a peace that seeks the well-being of all people. When it happens, joy breaks out. A surprise gift making us able to look across the mess of our lives and still see hope. Do not be afraid of joy, sisters and brothers. Let your belly laughs roll. Smile. Let your guard down. Rejoice in the chaos. Celebrate in the mess. Claim your struggles and just be, just be a real human being, fully alive and in love with Jesus because He sure does love you. It really is good news of great joy for all the people, all the people. The shepherds heard it first, and they went to tell everybody. But you heard it next. Who will you tell? Let's pray together. Oh God, give us eyes to see what you see and ears to hear what you hear. Fill us up with this joy that gives us life, that sustains us, that calls us out into a world that is full of hurt and suffering and struggle. Help us to share the joy that you pour into our hearts. Lord, we thank you most of all that you love us. Help us to believe that in the deepest parts of our souls. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. May the people of God say, Amen.